0: For I am crucified The cross requires cling to the one
1: hard... Praise the Lord. Thank you for tuning in today. I want to encourage you to go to our website, crossboundministry.com, and send us an email and sign up for our newsletter. And in doing so, we'll send you a free booklet on what happens right after a Christian Dies. We'll be in the Gospel of John today, in the Gospel of John, John chapter 8. And we're going to start in verse 22, and we're jumping into a conversation here where Jesus is talking to the religious leaders. And in verse 21, it tells us, Then said Jesus unto them, I go my way, and ye shall seek me, and shall die in your sins. Whether I go, ye cannot come. Jesus said, you're going to die in your sins and you cannot go where I am going. And they did not really understand him. Verse 22 tells you, then said the Jews, will he kill himself because he saith, whether I go, ye cannot come. Hey, the Jews did not understand that the Lord spoke of going back to heaven, going back to his home to where he came from what did he mean where i go they didn't understand that they thought he was talking about what's he gonna is he gonna kill himself to try to escape us but isn't that a strange thought that they had if he was going to kill himself well they could they could do the same and try to follow him into death but they didn't understand that jesus is not of this world this is not his Home, not yet, anyways. And if you're a Christian, this is not your home, neither you are, but passing through. And here so they had a, a very strange thought. Was Jesus going to kill himself? Absolutely not. They didn't understand, even though Jesus had just told them that you if you die in your sins, then you cannot come where I am going. But that's what Jesus is all about, amen. He is here to seek and to save that which is lost. He come to save the sinner from the penalty of sin, which is the fire of hell. And so Jesus here is talking to him and telling them, hey, if you die in your sin without believing on me, you cannot go where I am going. And they didn't understand it. They even thought, well, maybe he's going to kill himself. But it was just another example of the darkness of unbelief. Oh, how deceitful that dirty devil really is. And listen, when there is a battle for a soul going on, the devil is going to fight his hardest. He's going to be the most deceitful that he can be. And it's a battle that we cannot even see with our own eyes. Eyes And here the devil is working overtime on them, doing all that he can to deceive them. So it seems amazing they could be so dull and so ignorant of what the Savior, what the Lord Jesus Christ is saying. But oh, how many today, how many today are ignorant and blinded to what Jesus is trying to tell them in the scriptures, amen? Listen, the devil is just as hard at work work today as he was that day that he was trying to get Jesus nailed on the cross. The Bible says that he is like a roaring lion seeking who he may devour. He is looking to destroy you, destroy your family, destroy your children, and he certainly does not want you to put your faith and trust in the Lord Jesus Christ. So the real battle is spiritual. And the next verse says, verse 23, And he said unto them, Ye are from beneath, I am from above. Ye are of this world, I am not of this world. The Lord told them that they were from beneath. This meant they had a very low outlook on things. But listen, Jesus was from above. Jesus was from heaven. And Jesus said, I am from above and you are not And so they had no real spiritual understanding. They they didn't understand that, that Christ was from above his thoughts, his words, his deeds, his actions. They were heavenly. Amen. That's what he said. I am from above. I am doing the work of my father. All All that those religious leaders loved was here on earth. Everything that they were wrapped up in was here on earth. It was all about their own prestige and honor upon men and giving honor to each other. Whereas Jesus' whole life came from his father. He did nothing but the will of his father. And oh, what a great example it is if you are saved to follow what Jesus did is doing the will of our heavenly father that is a great example to follow and here jesus is telling them that i am not from here this is not my home. I'm from above and I'm going to go back there. And you cannot go with me if you die in your sin. If you do not repent of your sins, put your faith and trust in me and the Lord Jesus Christ, you are not going to go with me. You will not be able to go. And they couldn't understand it. Oh, how that devil is so deceitful. The Bible says that he does everything he can to blind those from the truth. To Blind them from the truth, and he is a master. He is a deceitful, lying devil. And oh, there'll always be a smidgen of truth or a little bit of truth in that big lie because it draws you in. There's a lot of religion out there that, but God has nothing to do with them. They have a little bit of what they think God, and they try to draw people in. But oh, what a big lie it truly is. They cannot save anyone. They can. Not forgive anyone's sins. The only person that ever could and ever will be is the Lord Jesus. Christ. Why? Because he is the sinless, spotless lamb of God. He is the one that takes away the sin of the world. That's what he came for, to seek and to save that which was lost. He's not looking for those that that got it all together, that are rich, wealthy, healthy, happy, and I don't need no help. No, the Bible says that he's looking for the lowly, for the sick, for the less than, for the outcast, for the downtrodden. Hey, he's looking for those that know that they need a savior, Amen? amen, but he wants to save you, it doesn't matter if if you're dirt floor poor or real rich, you still need the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ to be saved, John chapter 8, next verse, verse 24, I said therefore unto you that ye shall die in your sins, for if ye believe not that I am, he, ye shall die in your sins, what did he just say, I said therefore unto you, that you shall die in your sins. He says, if you don't believe on me, then you're going to die in your sins. You know what the Bible says? About that. The Bible says in Hebrews ten thirty one, it is a fearful thing to fall into the hands of a living God. If you have to fall into the hands of a living God and pay your own sin debt, which is eternity in hell. The Bible says that is a fearful thing. Listen to stand before God and to know that you are a sinner, to know that God can see every sin you've ever done, you've ever thought, you've ever thought about doing or you ever did, God can see it. The Bible says it is a fearful thing to fall into the hands of a living God. But oh, what a safe place you're in when you've been saved, born again, you're washed in the blood. The Bible says that he won't see you, that God won't see you. He will see his son when he looks at you. Why? Because you are covered in the blood. And so Jesus often used repetition, repetition for emphasis he wanted you to get it over and over and here he solemnly warned them again that hey you do not want to die in your sins and so if they they steadily refuse that they steadily re- refuse to believe on him there is no all alternate. there is no alternative did you hear me there is no alternative to salvation. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man come to the Father but by me. There is no alternative. There is no other way. Oh, many try, many will go many different ways. But the Bible says, straight and narrow is the gate, and few be the find that find it, but broad is the way that leadeth to destruction. There is a million paths to hell, but there's only one path to heaven, and that is through the Lord Jesus Christ. So apart from the Lord Jesus, there's no way to obtain forgiveness of sin. And so those who die with sins unforgiven, they cannot ever, 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 ever possibly enter into heaven. And Jesus said, if you do not believe that I am, you will die in your sins. We see in the words, I am. I, I am another claim to the deity of the Lord Jesus Christ. That's what he said in the Old Testament. You go tell them that I am, that I am. I've always been, I always will be, I'm all powerful, I'm the alpha, I'm the omega, I'm the beginning, and I'm the end. I am. And here the Lord Jesus is making that statement. Hey, I am. Just he's the Father, Son, and the Holy Ghost, the three in one. The next verse, verse number 25, John chapter 8, verse 25. Then said they unto him, who art thou? And Jesus saith unto them, even the same that I said unto you from the beginning. The Jews were completely perplexed by the teaching of the Lord Jesus Christ. They they were completely taken away. They asked him who he was. Perhaps they meant this in sarcasm, as if to say, who do you think you are? that you should speak to us in that way. You know, you see people like that. Who do you think you are to talk to me that way? Who do you think you are saying you're the Lord Jesus Christ? Do you know who we are? Do you know what position we hold? Do you know what our title is? Do you know how long our school has been here? Do you know how long we've done it this way? Do you know? No, Jesus wasn't worried about any of that because he knew that I am. And here these Pharisees, these Sadducees, these Jews were full of pride. And they were saying, do you, do you know who you, I am? Do you know who you're speaking to Jesus? And so, yes, Jesus did. He knew exactly who he was speaking to. And Jesus was speaking the truth. And can I just say the truth rings the loudest? It most certainly does. And Jesus is truth. Everything about him is truth. His life was truth and his words are truth. And so the Lord Jesus was exactly, the Lord Jesus was exactly what he preached. He was exactly what he said. He did not say one thing and do another. No, he lived out what he preached. He lived out what he said about himself. Amen. And that is a great testimony for me and you to follow. If you're going to preach it, you, you better live it. If you want people to take you serious, you need to live it. They need to see you live out your sermon in your life. Do not let that stop you from spreading the gospel with your lips because the Bible says go tell it. But a sanctified life, a changed life, a purified life will preaching the gospel is heard the loudest because you have a credible life and they've seen the change in you they see the serious in you that you take serious what you are saying and here jesus was doing the same thing the lord jesus was exactly what he preached he did not say one thing and do another he lived out his sermon in front of them he was the living embodiment of all that he taught his life agreed with his teaching can i just ask you does your life agree with your teaching? Do your children see you living out your sermon in your life? Do your children, your family, your friends, your co-workers, your employees, do they see you living out the Bible in your life? Is there a, a very distinguished difference between you and And the world, will they take you serious if you open up the Bible and try to show them something? Because if you're not living it with your life, it shows that you are not serious at all about what you are trying to say. And Jesus lived it out. Oh, what a great example it is for me and for you to live a holy, set apart, sanctified life. Verse number 26, I have many things to say and to judge of you. But he that sent me is true. And I speak to the world those things which I have heard of him. It seems the Lord was saying that there were many additional things he could say and judge concerning these unbelievers. He he could expose their wicked thoughts, their wicked hearts, their motives, their actions, everything that was behind what they were trying to do. But you know what? However, he was obediently speaking only the things that the father wanted him to say oh what a good example how many times have i opened my mouth and said things i shouldn't have said and i know that that's not what god wanted me to say but let me just tell you jesus never did that he was completely obedient to the heavenly father and what a great example only speak the things that you know god almighty wants you to speak to be completely obedient to the Heavenly Father, just like Jesus was. The Bible says that obedience is better than sacrifice. I can sacrifice. I can fast for a month and 40 days, but it will not be as important as, as me being obedient to the Bible, to God's Word, to His leading, to the prompting of the Holy Spirit, to what God says. Amen. And so the Father's true. He is worthy to be believed and to be listened to. The Lord Jesus Christ Christ is he has definitely showed us with his life and with his words that he is the Messiah, he is the savior of the world, and many, many, many today are blinded. But can I just say the gospel can pull that off their eyes? The gospel can wipe away that mud in their eyes so that they can see. Because what the that's what the light does. The light shows the truth, it shows you where you're at and where you need to go amen that's what the bible is the bible is the light but let me just say if you're living out in the world if you have a secular job if you're saved if you're born again you are called to be that light in the world you may work in a horrible place where there's all kind of evil but the bible says that you're to be that light can i just say the darker the place where you are at the brighter your light is going to shine because you know how many you know how many candles it takes to drive the darkness out of one room just one candle, just one little old candle. You can drive all the darkness out of a room. Oh, how powerful the spirit of God is that is in you. Greater is he that is in you than he that is in this world, the Bible says. So just one little candle, one little light can drive all the darkness out of the room. You remember that next time you're in a place and you go, man, what am I doing here? Hey, the Bible says that you, you, your light, let your light shine for the Lord Jesus Christ. Verse number 27. They understood not that he spake to them of the father. They didn't understand that he's talking to them what the Father has to say, what God Almighty wants him to say. These words are coming from God, just like the words of the Bible. All scripture, all scripture is from God. It is God breathed. Amen. And so that's what they didn't understand that, that this, what he was saying, what he spake, this is coming directly from the Father, from God Almighty, the maker of heaven and earth, the moon and the stars, the sun and the sea. And So the Jews didn't understand. At this point, he was speaking to them of God the Father. And, you know, it seems their minds had become very... Clouded. Hey, remember what I said, that dirty devil, he's so deceitful. And listen, when there's a fight going on, when you're telling people how to be saved, when you're telling people how to get to heaven, when you're telling people you're, you're going to die in your sin, you'll never see heaven. You'll never be able to see where God is at. I promise you the devil is coming and he's going to do everything that he can. That's why it is so important for you to pray, for you to ask God to remove those evil forces from around you, to strengthen the holy spirit that is within you because remember it is not a flesh and blood fight we are fighting it is a spiritual battle and the bible says that we should ask god we should pray amen pray for his help pray for his hand pray for the stirring of the holy spirit amen because that is where the real battle is is in the spiritual world verse number 28 this Then said Jesus unto them, when ye have lifted up the Son of Man, then shall ye know that I am he, and that I do nothing of myself. But as my Father hath taught me, I speak these things. Again, Jesus prophesied as to what it was going to happen, as to what was about to happen and so first of all the jews would lift up the son of man they this refers to the death the crucifixion jesus being nailed to the cross and after they had done that they would know that he was the messiah what after you mean after you kill him Jesus said, after you kill me, after you lift up the son of man, and he's talking about being lifted up on the cross, then you will know that I am the Messiah. Then you will know I am God in the flesh. Then you will know I am the Savior. Then you will know I am the all-powerful. I am that I am. Only God can make that statement. That after you crucify me, then you'll know that I am the Messiah, that I am God. And they, they would know it because there was an earthquake and there was darkness. But listen to me, but most of all, by his bodily resurrection from the dead, that he had the power within himself to raise himself from the dead. You see, that's why I know that I can put my faith and trust in him because that same power moved inside of me at the moment I got saved. Can I just say that same power is available to you if you will but repent of your sins and believe on the Lord Jesus Christ. The Bible says the Holy spirit will take up residence at that moment and that same power that raised jesus from the dead will now be residing in you amen to that the bible says you're sealed into the day of redemption how does he seal it that is with the holy spirit that way when jesus comes back you will be rose from the dead you will get your perfect body you will be with him in eternity for all glory in heaven. Amen. Where there streets of gold, walls of jasper, sea of crystal, gates of pearl. But listen to me, those aren't the real great things about heaven. The real great thing about heaven is being in the presence of a thrice holy God. Holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty. Verse 29 and 30. And he that sent me is with me. The Father hath not left me alone. For I do always those things that please him. As he spake these words... Many believed on him. Hey, only Jesus can say that, that I always do the things that are pleasing to my father because most of the time, if you're honest with yourself, if you're an honest Christian, you'll say that most of the time we do the things that please ourselves, or we'll do things that please other people. But man, make sure that you know that, hey, God is the one that I truly need to please. God is the one that I truly need to listen to. Amen. He is the example. He has given me the direction in his word. But listen to me, it starts when you realize you're a sinner and you realize that you can't save yourself. You're going to die one day and you need a savior and that you repent of your sins and you put your faith and trust in the Lord Jesus Christ. And you say, I've, I've said the sinner's prayer. I've asked for forgiveness. I want to be saved. Amen. Many people have, but make sure that you know that you've not just said a little prayer. No, make sure that you know that you have been born again, that there is a change inside of you, that the spirit of God has moved in you and is changing you, is making you and molding you, amen, and a good way to do that is to look back, hey, am I changing as things, am I changing more to the Lord, do I have a desire to be around God's people, do I have a desire for God's word, do I desire the sincere milk of the word like the Bible says, because listen, you're not going to get saved and nothing's going to change know you're going to have a new nature, new desires, new motives. Amen. And nothing's better than getting in God's word and learning who you are as a child of God. So make sure that you know that you have been born again.
0: We pray you have been blessed by today's message. If you have been saved or are in need of a prayer, please contact us at 352-247-9200. That's 352 352- 247 Thank you for tuning into Crossbound Ministries radio broadcast Will you please pray about supporting our ministry and broadcast You can go to crossboundministry.com or send your support or a gift to P.O. Box 7 Inverness, Florida 34451 That's P.O. Box 7 Inverness, Florida 34451 For a gift of $10 or more, we will send you a booklet. Please pray for us as our ministry and radio broadcast grows. Tune in every Sunday morning at 8 a.m. to hear a message from our preacher, Mike Sadler. You can follow Crossbound Ministry on Facebook, YouTube, and visit us on the web at crossboundministry.com. If you are a pregnant woman in need of help, there is hope. You can reach out to the Citrus Pregnancy Center There are locations in Inverness and in Crystal River. Their phone number is 352-341-5176. That's 352-341-5176. This broadcast has been sponsored in part by Henley's Grading Incorporated for all your land clearing and hauling needs. Located in Hernando, Florida, 352-897-3507. That's 352-897-3507. This program is sponsored by Crossbound Ministry of Inverness, Florida.